Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Michael Sorrell on the line. Michael, how are you? Very good. How are you today? I am awesome. Like we said in the pre-show, I, we should probably remember our names, so I probably won't have to look down at my notes to say, who am I talking to? I'm it talking to somebody it, with the same name, yeah. It makes uh, it so much easier, for sure, because it, I'm it, like, I'm going to mention the name, and like, oh, I, you know, I need to look at down the screen just to make sure I get it right, but with yeah. you, that will not be necessary 100%. There you go. So let's share a little bit about you and the awesome work you do. So I've been a personal coach for over a decade now, originally from Poland, came to London at 22, barely speaking any English, no money, but I came with a hunger to succeed. It took me a few years to figure out the the industry which I will uh, succeed in. So for the first six years, I was doing different jobs in, in fashion retail, but then I discovered coaching at 28 and I've been doing that ever since. Well, it's definitely a great field to be in because there's so many different angles you can approach and you, people need coaching on a variety of different things. Absolutely. Um, so, so talk about that journey a little bit. So it, it took you a few years to kind of land on that. Uh, what was one of those pinnacle moments where you realized, okay, this is where I really want to spend my time in? Sure. So I... As I said, I started coaching at the age of 28, but I certainly wasn't new to personal development as a field, right? So I got into personal development already at 23 on the back of reading The Secret. So that was my entry point book that got my curiosity. I've always been interested in psychology and people in general. So I wasn't overly surprised that something like The Secret would um, spark my interest at, at, the, at a high level. Um, but obviously, as, as you know, there are much uh, in-depth, uh, if you will, books as far as personal development is concerned. But, but as, as, as a starting point, I think secret, you know, very easy to digest, very easy to understand. But it was the beginning of the journey. And then um, at 28, I was watching a, a personal development video on YouTube another coach speaking from the stage, talking to people about personal development, and it just hit me. Right? It wasn't one of those things where I thought, hmm, it feels like something maybe I would be good at, I would like to do. It hit me so strong that I could barely sleep for the next few nights. Right? I was so excited. Like it, it felt like calling, like me finding my calling. Um, so, yeah, the rest is history because once I found it, it, it just never let me go. Right? That calling, that, once it grabbed me, it, ne- it never let me go. It's been 10 and a half years, and there wasn't a minute or a second even when I questioned whether I'm doing the right thing. That's awesome. And I always encourage people when they're looking for whatever they want to do next, it's like, mm. you know, explore, you know, yeah. look within, of course, you know, find out, okay, what would I like to do? What, what sounds intriguing? Is there something that I like to do, but I don't really know a lot about, but like in your situation, you knew about, you know, the, the personal development and the secret is a great, great book. And 
it it's it provides a lot of great examples, especially you know if you've seen the video as well, but the book as well, and people you know finding that greatness within and Absolutely. and and pulling that out, and everyone has it. We're all here to provide something that we are great at or amazing at, like in your book. It, it's like what is it? And it's, it's like when you're going on a scavenger hunt in a way, or when you're trying to find something you're exploring, it's there. You just have to find it. And yes, it might take some time and it's fine to fumble around. You know, we, we never were able to walk with our first step. You know, a lot of us fell down we got back up and eventually we figured out for most of us anyway, the ability to move around and whatnot. But, Mm. you know, it's just a case of just making sure that you spend the time and and have more curiosity in your life. That's one of the things Absolutely. that I've that I've really been embracing, you know, mm-hmm. over the last decade myself is, you know, let's be curious about some things. Let's try this. And it, it's made such a big difference in my life anyway. Yeah. And coming back to the analogy that you've made, no parent has ever said to a child after hundred unsuccessful attempts to walk, listen, maybe just give up on this idea of walking. Just 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 you're not doing very well. Like you want to keep on trying whatever it is in life. You want to keep on trying until you find it. And if what you're looking for is that calling or purpose, as I said, it wasn't coincidental, right? Like I, I you know, I when, when people come to me and, and ask, like, "How do you find a purpose?" It, it's one of the very common things that people come to me for, uh, for me to help them to find the purpose, sense of meaning, uh, etc. I said, listen, uh, step one, like you got to leave the house. You, you, you got to put yourself out there and to use the word that you use, like get curious about what's out there. And in that process of being curious with a little bit of luck, quote unquote luck, I don't really believe in luck, but quote unquote luck, you will find it eventually. Never give up on the idea that you can find it just because you might be, you know, I was, I was, definitely lucky enough or, or I feel extremely fortunate that I've managed to find it at 28. But even if you are 58 years old, listen to listening to that, you might be thinking, I'm 58 now, I haven't found it. What, what, you know, I, I just give up on this idea. Like ne- never stop trying because at the very least, you will learn about different things, right? And yes, for some people, nothing ever really sticks. It's like with love. Some people date multiple people, go through life and different partners, different wives or husbands sometimes, right? Nothing ever really sticks. I appreciate that. But yes, like I said, I was fortunate enough to find it in coaching. And also, as I said, one of the very common things people come to me for is for me to help them to find what I found in coaching, right? And typically we can, we can, uh, we can, we can uh, make some serious progress on that front within the first two sessions, one or two sessions, right? So, so that's what happens when you take the time and find yourself in an environment that's designed to uncover things like that. If you're just trying to think it of, you know, figure it out for yourself, then you will not be in a strong of a position to, 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 to uncover it relative to when you work with a professional whose job is to find things like that with people like you. Yeah, it's the explore, you know, just exploring things. So, you know, it, it made Absolutely. me think. Together, together, as opposed to in your own head with somebody is exploring is, is the word I often use. Like I actually call it like, hey, 
if people come to me for that, I say the first phase of our work together will be called exploration. And then we're going to find that fucking thing, right? Whatever it is. And I don't care what it is. One of the benefits of having those conversations with strangers, so coaches, is that I don't care whether my client decides to do this or that, right? Because I have no personal agenda other than for my client to be better off as a result of working with me, right? So that opens us up to all the possibilities that are available, right? Whereas when you're trying to have the same conversation with your best friend, let alone a spouse, obviously they can't be, uh, they, they be objective. They might say, listen, I will try to be as objective as I can, but because they love you, like I always say I love my clients, but like when somebody really actually loves you in like a romantic way, in a friend's way, they can be objective. They will be biased and they will never be able to provide you uh, that sounding board that only a personal coach or a life coach, whatever you call it, can provide yeah, and that's the thing, you know, whenever you get encouragement from friends and family, it, it, it it's definitely, feels, good. It's it's definitely good. different. Yeah. When you yeah. get it from a complete stranger that literally met you 30 minutes earlier, yeah. you know, they don't they don't have any skin in the game per se. It's Absolutely. they're just I just want you to be happy. If you being happy means leaving your wife, moving to another country joining uh, a, a spiritual community of some sort, you know, try to run those ideas by like your friends, but whoa, you've been married for 20 years. So, oh, like, what, you're going to Australia? Like you are in France and you're going to Australia? What, you want to join a spiritual community? Are you mad? Whereas for me, we're like, I don't care because I don't know your wife. I don't care about your, I, I don't care. I, 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 I care about you more than I care about what's going to happen to your five kids if you move to Australia, right? So I can be completely objective and and honest and ask questions on top of that, ask questions that it took me years to develop, right? So, so ask the kind of questions that the friend is unlikely to ask because they just don't know what questions to ask. Just like I don't know how to do plumbing or carpeting or how to perform brain surgeries. But what I do know is one of the things that I do know is how to help people find the purpose in life. And so many people go through life on autopilot. They don't look. They just mm -hmm. kind of, they, they get in this path or this rut, however you want to look at it, and mm -hmm. they don't make any changes. I, I think about my cousin. I've got a cousin of mine that right. for years, you know, he, even when he was a teenager to a young adult, tried all kinds of different businesses. And because yeah. he, he was one of those people that just, could not work for somebody else. It's just, sure. it's not in his DNA. Yeah. Uh, he, he would get frustrated right. by it. He just, oh, you know, right. so many of the people listening to the show know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm un unemployable is the word. Yeah, I'm yeah exactly. And he's Very definitely good in telling people what to do. Not so good in letting other people tell me what to do. Exactly. So he I'm kept at it. it and trying doing different things. And then he, then he, you know, basically landed on something that he was very passionate about, that he had been passionate about since he was a little kid. Right. And he came up with a product because he wasn't happy with the products that were out there for the thing. And I'm, I'm being very, I, I like protecting his um, identity and all that kind of stuff because he's a very private person, but, you know, sure, sure, sure. but, but, you know, he created a product that was better than anything on the market. Okay. And, it, it took off and he started getting clients that are billionaires, 
sure. well known in the world type of people okay. that you know people mention the name they know who they are sure. and though that's in his client base and of course he turned you know became a you know a multimillionaire from this creation because he wasn't happy because he was the user of the products as well he was not happy with that product so sure. he created something that worked a lot better that met his needs and then he was able to market it and the right people got you know got aware of it and next thing you know you know his life and his career took completely off but the the thing why he was so successful is he didn't stop looking for things and finally he's like I'm I'm tired of this thing it's it's crap it's not doing the thing I wanted to do I I let me see if I can tinker around and make something that's better and he did and you know, kind, kind of like iron, kind of like Iron Man in a way, just tinkering around and finally got it to the yeah. way it needed to be. Um, and and he kind of resembles uh, Robert Downey Jr. a little bit, which is kind of funny. But anyway, but you know, long story short, he just kept looking. He's like, "Oh, let me try this." And I think that entrepreneurial spirit's like, "Okay, well, let's do this." That's why you hear so many cases. And I know, I'm sure you've got you know clients as well that have done this where they've been really successful in launching a business they end up selling it off and now they're like okay what's next yeah and i don't need money anymore but like i still need to do something with my time otherwise i'm gonna go crazy yeah and that's that's the thing that's that creative spirit yeah. that you, yeah. you want to encourage and, and lead yeah. on it's like okay what what else are you interested in because most people that have interests aren't interested in just a thing they're interested in a lot of different things sure and, and like, I, like on, a, on a very practical level um one of the questions i would ask a, a client when we work on that particular thing is is very simple it's like what do you find yourself spending the most of time on either thinking or reading and and i'm a great example like my my biggest passion for five years before becoming a coach was personal development, right? So, so, so then it was just this, this realization in my head and it just becomes so like it, it, in one second, it become it became so obvious that if this is something I like reading about and, 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 and be into more than anything else, why not turning that into a career? which is exactly what I did, right? Like I, I was reading those books anyway. I was talking about those things. Oh, I like to talk about those things the most anyway. I might as well start charging for it. And instead of having conversations about those things with like friends, uh, you, you know, like start getting clients and getting paid for it. And, and, and as much as like money and nice things, um, money has never been my motivation. And, and to, be, to be fair, I don't know any successful coach who got into coaching for the money, right? We, we get into it for the love of it and then money follows, right? If we, if we stay in a game long enough, if we take it seriously enough, money just follows, right? But, but it's, 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 it's that love for the very uh, craft, right? And I can see that clearly because now one would argue that I'm super enthusiastic about what I do and I'm super dedicated to my clients and my work because they pay me so much. But I know that I was as dedicated when I was charging 20 pounds per session in 2011 when I started. I had, I had full coaching practice with people paying 20 pounds per session, which is, as you know, way below the average, right? Before I felt, okay, now I'm ready to put my fees up from 20 pounds per session to 50 pounds per session. And I've been just increasing my fees, increasing my fees as my confidence in my ability to transform people's lives will go up, 
my piece would go up as well, my piece would follow, right? But the dedication and the passion for it has always been the same. And it's been 10 and a half years. And I don't see this going anywhere. This is the best part. This is like finding the love of your life that can't break up with you, right? You, you can walk away, but the coaching is not going to break up with me. The coaching is not going to go out of fashion, right? So I feel like I found something and, and I couldn't feel more grateful for the fact that I've managed to find it already at 28. That's awesome. So let's, let's segue into your book, uh, from, mm-hmm. from, from Good to Awesome. And I'm sure, oh, good to amazing. Excuse me. I, I wrote, I wrote down awesome. It's an awesome book. So you are from maybe, North America. Like you, you guys use the word awesome modern. You use the word amazing. I exactly. Like, so you translate it amazing into your own, it's, like, it's, your own English. Yeah. It's, it's the U S mutt English. Yes, I know. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we, we, we've taken the English language and uh, kind of butchered it a little bit, but so, what, you know, what motivated you to write the book? You know, what, what are some of the highlights in the book and, and, and whatnot? Sure, sure. So, so um, without a doubt, my aspiration has never been to be an author. Uh, I never particularly liked writing. I wrote a book for the book to become an extension of my business card. I wrote a book to help me position myself as a key person of influence in my field as an authority in my field, right? I wrote it in pain, right? And I wrote the second edition of it during the first lockdown, also in pain, right? But it was one of those things that I knew I'm not going to enjoy the process of. I didn't enjoy the process of, but I'm very glad that I did it. And the title of the book is Far From Being Coincidental. The title describes what I do with my clients. I t- take them from good to amazing. The people who come to me that are already at the functional level, often highly functional level, they're not at zero, one or two out of 10 on the happiness level. It's extremely rare when someone comes to me for the initial consultation, we do this assessment when I ask people to score themselves out of 25 different areas, out of 10 on 25 different areas. And for this last area of happiness being zero, one or two, right? So it's usually between four and six. So that's like this good level. And then what we do, we, we work together and I design the process that will enable us to go from that four, five, six level on the happiness level uh, um, in, 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 in this area of, of their life to uh, something like eight, right? So, so from good to amazing, uh, somebody suggested, uh, what about people that are really struggling, maybe you should write a book from like shit to good. And then another one from amazing to like uber amazing or something. So that, you know, I had those two ideas suggested for, 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 for future books. But uh, um, I'm not, not really, I'm not a therapist and, and, and I, I'm really not equipped or interested, to be fair, to work with people who are in a really bad place. Um, I'm interested in, in working with people who are already in a good place and they want to get to that extra good place. And that's what I do. And that's good that you know that because I think a lot of people that go into a coaching type of situation, they don't narrow down who they want to work with. And that's problematic. And I'm I'm sure you've seen this in the field as much as I have, where people will start, they'll get some clients that quite frankly are very draining, Mm -hmm. um, 
victim mentality. They, yeah. they don't want to grow. They just yeah. want to complain. And great that they're paying me to complain, yeah. but they're not willing to implement anything that is suggested. Because that's the whole idea. It's like, you know, a, a, a coach, you know, on, on the pitch, it's like, okay, here, set up here, do this. Or whether it's a baseball field or, or football or basketball or hockey, whatever the case may be, here's where you need to go. The player you're defending tends to go this instead of standing where you always want to stand, maybe move over here. That'll cut down their lane a little bit, which will help, you know, defend, situations but that player will be like nope i don't want to do it next thing you know the next game they're on the bench because they're not listening and so sometimes as coaches we'd like to do that you know we're going to put you on the bench because you're not Mm -hmm. you're not implementing and so the fact that you've said nope you know i'm going to work with people that already have a strong foundation of they're good okay but they want more there's a desire it's like i want to be amazing what do i need myself Absolutely. And those people not only impact the world because they get to that amazing thing and they really have a huge impact on it, but as a coach, I'm sure you feel absolutely amazing, pardon -hmm. pardon the pun there, and watching that transformation. Because this person, it's like when two people are working together on something to create a greater good and they see it and they can taste it. It's it's, magical. It is. It's magical. My, yeah, Michael, Michael yeah. sometimes I have to pinch myself when I remind myself that I get to work with the people I get to work with, really, really good, uh, high-performing, interesting people. I get to spend time with them, have conversations with them. We call it coaching, but you know, it's conversations, right? Like I'm having conversations with those people um, on a on a on a on a uh, you know, frequent basis of a of a few months typically right and and then sometimes I think to myself, am I really getting paid to spend time with those people to have those conversations that lead to those transformations? I mean this 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 shouldn't be legal. I mean this is like like it, how how is that even possible that this could be how I build the lifestyle I could build for myself and for my family, my loved ones, right? by having conversations with those amazing people, like I'll be happy to pay my clients, right? To spend time with them. Some of them are so interesting. They do so much good in the world. I'll be happy to pay them to spend time with them. No, but they pay me for me to help them to get even more out of the already good or, 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 or sometimes amazing lives that they have. I'll edit out the part where you say you want to pay your clients, so I don't want you to get in trouble there. But <laughs> I'll, I'll get, I'll get oh, no. oh, no, it's out there. Great. Yeah. Like, well, you, yeah, you, know. you, you said on the Breakfast Leadership Show that you would pay me, and then you're like... Yeah, and now uh, you, you, you're asking me to pay how much? You, know, you said, yeah. like, no, you pay well, me, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is how this arrangement works, buddy. You, you'd still be good if it wasn't for me. Yeah, so... Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, but like, in all seriousness... The people I get to work with these days for the last few years, so it certainly hasn't been the case from the start, right? When I was charging 20 pounds per session up to 100, you know, 1,000 pounds, 2,000 pounds, anyone, anyone in the UK, right? So like I'm, I'm talking about, you know, you know, I'm in a rich country, people have money in the UK, right? Anyone could work with me. And at that time, at the beginning of my career, I wouldn't say no to anyone. And sure enough, sometimes people would pay thousand pounds, two thousand pounds, whatever, and and they were 
you know, that person that you were describing, a victim. Like, why do you think you are underperforming? Oh, because my mother didn't hug me when I was five. Come on, give me a break. Why do you think your business, oh, is the, you know, the government, is the economy, the weather, you know, like, come on, give me a break. So I, I have none of that uh, with the people I work with these days because they wouldn't even think along those lines. They take full responsibility of where they are. And from that place, I can really help them because if you come to me, and you say that the reason why you are not happy is because of the government, I can't help you because I can't change the government, right? But if you come to me and say, listen, this is where I'm at. I take full responsibility for where I'm at. Can you help me? We can start a conversation. Let's, let's explore it. Let's see what we can do. And that's the greatest place to start with. So, Michael, love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work you do? Very simple. My name.com. So michaelsera.com and from there, there are links to my uh, social media platforms, the ones I'm active on, a link to my book, a link to a bunch of different uh, interviews that I've done over the years, etc. So everything is there, michaelsera.com. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Michael, love this conversation. Continued success to you and all this amazing work you're doing. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.